Ma Coco? Aye. For Maui, it's a new beginning. With honor and deep respect, we're moving forward. We're ready to get people back to work. We all have to do our part, and we'll make this happen. Working together. We are ready to work. Ready to serve. All ready. 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 We are ready. For more information, visit makokomoe.com. The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. Steph and Noli here. Bro couldn't join us today because she had to tend to some mom duties today, but we're so glad that you're here with us. And again, thanks so much for your continuous support on the mothership. Joining us tonight is Michaela Haywood of Makakilo. She is the founder of Kaylin Strong's Fight Like a Warrior Foundation. It's in honor of her daughter, Kaylin, who passed away from brain cancer in August of 2018. Michaela has used her grief to help other families in Hawaii whose lives were also touched by DIPG or childhood brain cancer. So welcome to Mothership, Michaela. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Welcome, Michaela. Um, thank you. As the, you know, thank you for joining us. Um, you know, it sounds like what you were what you've been going through or what you have gone through is re really, really uh, intense and, and tough. And I heard Steph mentioned DIPG. Yes. Um, can you, uh, for our listeners out there, can you explain what that is in further detail? Okay, so DIPG, the, it stands for Diffuse Intrusive Pontine Gloma. It's a, a very aggressive tumor, um, brain tumor that's mainly in pediatrics. Um, it's found in the brainstem of your neck, which is where everything that controls your body goes through. Um, and it's it, mostly kids. Um, majority of it is kids that are diagnosed with DIPG. Um, very rarely there's adults. Um, and then you have, of course, your teenagers sometimes too. So how old was your daughter when she was diagnosed with DIPG? Uh, she was 11 years old. She had just turned 11 uh, about two months before. And what were the, the symptoms? Because as I understand, you folks um, didn't know what DIPG was to begin with until she was diagnosed with it. Yeah, so we had no idea. So um, over the summer, um, so she was diagnosed in February of 2018. So over that summer in 2017, you know, she was a gymnast. And so she was, you know, training to get ready to compete. And um, she was having headaches and we thought, you know, oh, it's headaches, it's summertime, she's an athlete, you know, dehydration, that's what it is. Um, she actually broke her arm um, about six or seven months before that. And we thought, oh, um, I asked her what happened and she was like, oh, I don't know, I was running and I just fell. And we were like, okay, that's really strange. You must've tripped on something. 
And then um, December, she had a um, gymnastics meet and she won first place in the vaults for the state championship and second place all around. And then January, she had another meet and she just totally bombed it. I mean, she did terrible. And I asked her, I was like, what's wrong? And she's like, I don't know. I just don't have strength. And I was like, okay, well, maybe, you know, she was having a little bit of attitude problems. And we thought, oh, she's just becoming a teenager, you know. And then in the early part of February, she began to drag her foot going up the stairs. You would hear it hitting the, um, the stairs, you know, making a thump sound. And then she started losing um, movement in her left arm also. And so, you know, first thought as a mom is, oh, my gosh, did my kid have a stroke? you know, um, or is there, you know, is there a pinched nerve? Maybe she did something in gymnastics. Um, but we called the doctor and she was like, you know what, bring her in right away. We'll do, um, we'll, we'll check her out. And so we went in and, um, immediately the doctor was like, okay, I'm going to schedule an MRI and, you know, getting an MRI takes months to schedule. Like they don't usually schedule it like right away. And um, I got a phone call that afternoon on my way home to um, schedule the MRI for the next day. Um, unfortunately, I had to work, so we made it for Friday. And, um, and she was still in the MRI machine when I got a phone call from the uh, neurologist telling me that she had a brain tumor. But, you know, your first reaction, okay, brain tumor, no problem. Chemo, we'll take care of it. We'll remove it. It will be okay. We can fight this. Um, and then uh, they moved us up to the pediatric ward in Kaiser and the neurosurgeon came in and he was like, you know, we had already told our daughter what was going on. She's very mature for her age. And so we, she wanted to know what was going on. We told her she had a tumor. It was in her brain. She was like, okay, no problem. And then the neurosurgeon came in and he was like, can I talk to you guys outside? And we were like, no, we want to be up front with our daughter. She needs to know what's going on because she needs to fight this. And he was like, are you sure? And he was like, yeah. He, and so right out, he bluntly said, your daughter has 0% chance of survival. There's no removing it. And immediately I was just, I almost fainted. I mean, right there, my husband was upset, but my daughter, she grabbed my arm and, you know, you're talking about inspirational um, quotes. I mean, I live off of what she said at that moment was, don't worry, mom, God's got us. And from there, she just fought. She fought what she could, you know? Yeah. Wow. Um, geez. I, I'm sorry. I have to take a moment to, <laughs> to um, take that in. I mean, that is just, um, wow. Oof. Yeah. Ah, geez. <laughs> um, wow. She was brave through it all. Uh, yes how was she able to do that at such a young age? Um, we're very faithful in our church. Um, she, you know, had God in her life. Um, she was a Christian. She knew that if she did die, she knew where she was going to go. She was going to go to heaven. And she knew that we served God and we would be there one day too. Um, not to say that that made it easy for her because it didn't, you know, she has a lot of friends and they still keep in contact with me. And, um, she, um, you know, she was like, I'm going to fight this. You know, I don't, I don't want to die. You know, I'm not afraid of it, but I don't want to, you know, she has an older brother. He had to come back from college. Um, that was probably our hardest phone call was calling him 
being away. Um, but she fought with all she had, you know, and even up until the last moments, you know, she, she fought, she didn't want to give up. Um, like our last uh, month in the hospital, um, we actually spent the last month in the hospital and um, she, you know, there was a point where we had to talk to her because they had told us she had hours to live. And this was like three weeks before she passed away. Um, and we just made phone calls for people to come, my mom to come from the big island. Um, and just, you know, we told her, we were like, you know, if it comes down to it, we're going to fight all the way up until the end. But, you know, we told her it's okay. You know, if, if you're tired of fighting, it's fine. We'll be okay, you know? And um, it was just, you know, sometimes our healing doesn't come here on earth, unfortunately. It, it comes in heaven. But at that point, I was, you know, I had come to peace with it that, you know, if she was going to pass, I just asked God, you know, don't let her suffer because kids with this tumor, they lose everything. They lose the ability to talk, to eat. Um, you know, basically they're talking with their eyes, you know, they can't communicate, they can't do anything. They lose everything, but they're still alert. They know what's going on, which what makes it so much worse. And so I was just, that was my prayer at that point was God, don't let her suffer because she was a talker and she loved to eat. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to ask you is for those listening that don't know the effects of DIPG, but I mean, you yeah. just touched on it, but so over time you see that it just, it starts to take over. Yeah. So they have to take steroids, which is a very strong steroid. It's mainly for brain cancer and this steroid makes them blow up. They just get really swollen and, you know, they lose their ability to walk her last month and a half. She was not able to walk at all. Um, but she, um, you know, she was still able to talk, which is a, when you, they get close to the end, they lose that ability to talk and to eat. And, you know, she, like, like I said, she was very mature. She, she told us straight out, she didn't want tubes. She didn't want a feeding tube. She didn't want a breathing tube. She didn't want any of that. She was like, if it's my time, it's my time. Um, and so, you know, she actually was talking, she was actually singing the night before she passed away and um, with her uncles, you know, they were playing music and stuff in the hospital and she was singing and just praising God. And um, a lot of these kids don't have that. They lose everything, you know, and their parents have to communicate for them. Well, it seems, I mean, the strength of your family and, and your Christian belief helped, you know, during this tough time. What, yeah. what else helped your family or you specifically as a mom and your husband, as a father and your son, as, as the, uh, the brother, what helped, what else helped you get, get through this tough time? Um, all of us, you know, family, you know, being together, we went to every doctor's appointment together. Um, we did everything together through that whole six months. Um, we are actually able to do our make-a-wish trip to Disney World, which was great. You know, we were able to make a lot of memories. Um, our church family, they were there every step of the way. Um, we, my son was a football player, so we had a lot of families here on the island that 
just rallied around us from football, the gymnastics community that my daughter was a part of, they rallied around us. And that's why our, our motto um, for the foundation is no Ohana fights alone. Because that's just Hawaii, you know, no family should ever have to fight this alone by themselves. And that's why our foundation is there is to not just financially try to help them, but also to be there by their side to answer their questions. We didn't have that. We didn't have anybody here on the island that knew what we was going through, at least as far as we knew, because nobody, you know, made it public. Um, so that's our goal is to be there by these families' sides and be able to answer questions and walk them through the last stages, you know, knowing that um, that their child's going to pass soon, even though they don't want to accept it you know that's huge yeah that's huge for especially people who don't have family close by right so can you mention your foundation again what's it called and um do you just help children with brain cancer or are you involved with a um other illnesses for for the children so our foundation is called kaylin strong's fight like a warrior foundation we help kids with dipg and childhood brain cancer so DIPG, no matter what their age is, we will help the family, you know, adult, kid, um, teenager. Um, but for childhood brain cancer, you know, there's nothing really here for families that have childhood brain cancer. There's not a big community that people reach out, you know. Um, I know there's a few other, there's, you know, um, Hawaii Children's Cancer Foundation, and they helped us a lot also. Um Right now, because we're just starting off, this is where we're at, is just this, um, just the brain cancer and DIPG. Um, eventually, you know, we want to be able to be there for everybody. Um, but for now, I mean, we don't have a lot of money because we're new. <laughs> um, but we try to help as much as we can. We've actually, since my daughter passed away, and we actually started helping people before we even were officially a 501c3 but we've helped four DIPG families um, just walking through the steps and just being there by their side. Um, we were able to give them um, funds at certain times when we had money um, and two brain cancer families. Um, out of all six of those families, only one of the children are still living. So yeah. DIPG is, is, how rare is it and, and, and what causes it? Okay, so that's that's the thing. Okay, so they say it's rare. There's roughly about three to 400 kids a year in the US only, that's only counting US, that are diagnosed with DIPG. Um, that's including adults. Um, but the chances of survival are basically 0%. There's about 2%, um, well, about 10% maybe now with the, all the new trials out there live past two years. Um, but basically when you're given the diagnosis, they tell you go home and make memories. Um, they don't like push, um, the trials onto you. They don't, none of the doctors feel that they work. Um, but. And it's because it's in a location that you just can't tamper with because of that right. threatening. Yeah. So it's inoperable. Even doing a biopsy is, is very dangerous. Um, so our foundation has also worked with um, research. There's a research facility in um, Arizona that I actually um, 
got in contact with from another family that has family here on the island that's actually my son's best friend. Their, his, his best friend's nephew or cousin had DIPG in Arizona. So it's like that family like immediately reached out to us and was like, we're here for you, you know, whatever you need. And because um, they understand what Ohana is, you know. And so um, they hooked me up with uh, TGen and we became supporters of that um, research there. And they're researching blood biopsies so that they wouldn't have to go in and touch the tumor. Um, so it's, it's in the brainstem, so it's totally inoperable. And it's diffuse. What dis diffuse and intrusive means is that they can't find where it starts or finishes. So there's no way to like take it out because they can't find the starting points. They don't know where it ends. And then you have all those nerves and your vocal cords and your, you know, um, everything that controls your whole body goes right through there. And is it so still they, a mystery as far as what causes it? Yeah. So, cause babies have it. Um, some adults end up getting diagnosed with it. They don't know if people are born with it and then it just all of a sudden grows at certain times. Um, they don't know what causes it. Like I'm part of a Facebook community of parents and families that have DIPG. And we've, um, we've compared notes on what our environment is like and nobody has the same environment, you know, especially being here in the islands, we're not the same as the States, you know? And so they have no idea what causes it. Um, and it's not genetic. Um, I talked with this, the scientist and the researcher at TGen, and he's like, they've done lots of research on there. There's no genetic. It doesn't come from mom. It doesn't come from dad. They have no idea what causes it. Um, my daughter's tumor was actually, um, we uh, donated it for science. So they were able to do a DNA sequence on it and and it showed that she had one of the most common tumors for DIPG, um, but she actually had a protein uh, mutation with it. So, and they, they actually learned something from that where the protein mutation, if they're able to treat that, they can kill the tumor. So they were really excited about it. So like, that's one of the things too, is getting families to donate the tumor so they can do more research. Mm -hmm because it's not like they can just pull the tumor out and research on it while they're alive. Yeah. Kayla, I know that you have said that, um, you know, you weren't able to raise a lot of money because you just started. Um, yeah. But I think it's very valuable what information that you're sharing here with us right now on this podcast. Um, and for families who are, um, you know, struggling uh, and dealing with, um, you know, the possibility of losing their child, um, as you faced uh, when you received that diagnosis of your daughter, uh, how in, an, in a flash did that change your outlook on life? Um, and was it immediate, uh, the way that your life changed or your outlook? Um, what are the things that you cut out immediately? I mean, just if you could share, um, you know, your experience about how it just changed everything, you know, after receiving that diagnosis. So um, when, when she was diagnosed, I actually worked, I cleaned houses, ran basically my own business cleaning houses. I quit. I just called my customers like, Hey, I'm done. I can't work. My daughter has cancer. And they were so supportive. I mean, all of my customers like started a meal chain and stuff. I learned, um, 
you know, I've always, growing up in Hawaii, I knew Ohana was, you know, so important and being there for other families. But people don't realize, like, when your child is diagnosed with cancer, it's it's a whole nother thing. You know, the parents, they don't want to work. You know, my husband's actually a disabled veteran. Um, he has PTSD. And so we had to factor that into it too, you know. Um, and then, so we basically, we lived life for every day. You know, I money, I didn't worry about it. You know, I was like, that's not important right now. Um, Fortunately, we had so many people that rallied around us. Um, we had the VA. Um, my husband doesn't work, so we have VA and Social Security. So that that helped. We didn't have to worry. We had our regular means taken care of. Um, but my outlook on life is like, um, how would you put it? Uh, I don't take anything for granted, you know, and I live for each and every day um, life, you know, people, they stress about the smallest things. And, you know, when you're going through that, it's like, who cares about what other people say? And, you know, I had people saying, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? You know what? You don't know what I'm going through right now, you know, telling us, oh, well, your child should go on keto or, you know, don't eat sugar. It feeds the cancer. You know, no, you don't understand. That's not what works. And I'm not going to deprive my kid of anything you know, and so our life, I mean, you know, we had, were already in church, we were serving God, but it just even more, you know, I had to grab a hold of him and be like, I can't make it without my church and without God in my life. There's, there's no way, you know, every, every day is like, I'm thankful just to be here, you know. Did you see a change in her and her outlook? Yeah, well, I don't know if it was part of the tumor and the drugs, but <laughs> she didn't take anything from anybody. You know, she was very blunt about what she meant. You know, it's like if she wanted to tell you something, she'd tell you straight out. You know, she didn't hold anything back. Um, she would tell her friends, you better not do bad. You know, you better serve God or I'm gonna come back and haunt you, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, she she was like, I don't like that. You know, she would straight up tell you. She didn't, um, she didn't hold anything back at that point. She was like, I know that, you know, I'm not promised tomorrow. And so she, she lived, she would, she never wanted to be in the house. She's like, I wanna go do stuff. I wanna go see people. You know, she wanted to be around other people. And she was already like that, but, even now, like she was like, I don't want to be on a screen. I want to go out and I want to see my friends and I want to spend time with family. And then, so she lived every moment, you know. How did you, knowing, knowing her fate and knowing the severity of the diagnosis, how did you and your husband prepare her and yourself for that day? I mean, that inevitable moment we well in the beginning we didn't we just fought you know we didn't even think about that we just fought it wasn't until the last month that reality was sitting in you know when we were in the hospital and they're like she only has hours and we we're like no that's not true you know um but you know i just 
we just continue to to you know try to be strong for her um and for our son you know he's he was only is he 23 now he was only 20 he was just turning 20 he was 19 20 and you know he had to deal with losing his sister too and and um just his whole life being turned upside down um and it was just it's, I mean, it's really hard to explain. Like, you, you, you don't want to have that realization that it's going to come. But in the back of your head, you know it's there. And so it was just, we didn't really start preparing until that last month what was going to happen, you know. Um, otherwise, it was just, we're going to fight. We believe that our kid's going to be that miracle, mm -hmm. you know. And, and every family that I've worked with, um, out of the four DIPG families here, we all believe that our kid was going to be that miracle, you know, um, but they weren't, you know, so, but there's a lot more trials now that are doing a lot better than when my daughter was diagnosed. Yeah, it's partly thanks to your, you and your family for, um, you know, allowing them to, to look into what, what um, your daughter was going through. So that is really huge. That must not have been easy either, but you're paying it, you know, you're just opening up a whole nother opportunity for maybe future, future families who have to deal with this. Yeah. So that's so great of you guys. And I know this is always hard, you know, you can never, um, you, you will never forget her memory in, in that sense. Right. It'll live on whatever yeah. these new innovations come. It's because of her and of, of your Ohana too. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. Thank you. Yeah, we're actually we're part of um, a group um, that put together what's called My DIPG Navigator, and they have a Facebook page, and you're able to go on there and ask questions and and get advice. And we actually help fund what's called a tumor board, so you're able to get basically a second opinion from specialists that handle with DIPG, and this just started. We just finally uh, went live with it, I think, last month. Does Hawaii yeah. have a good, um, you know, DIPG, uh, a lot of specialists for that? Or is it you have we to don't have any. Over? We don't have any. Yeah. So you've been talking to those in Arizona or on the mainland yeah. mostly? Arizona, New York City, um, you know, uh, there's, I haven't personally been able to talk to all of them, just the TGen one. Um, I've actually gone to the facility and sat down with him, the scientist there. He's like one of the only scientists I know that will like can talk to you like a regular person right. <laughs> and explain <Hello>. things. <laughs> um, but he's really good. And um, the the I work with a bunch of other foundations who were started by families of kids that had DIPG um, and all of us, all of our foundations together raised the money to start this tumor board. So, wow. yeah. That's awesome. Michaela, do you have any um, advice for families who are going through difficult times right now, coping with reality? Yeah, um, my main thing is to cherish every moment. I mean, don't, don't stress about the little things that's happening. Um, you know, you can worry about that later. Um, you, you gotta cherish every moment and make memories every day. Um, 
my one thing is is reach out to foundations. That was our hardest thing was they gave us a booklet at the hospital at Kapiolani that had all these foundations. And I'm like, okay, what do I do with this? <laughs> I really don't have the time to look through it and to call these and fill out these paperwork. But, you know, if, if anything, if even, even if they're not going through brain cancer, if they're going through any type of childhood cancer, I'm still there as a mom to be there for them um, if they need somebody to talk to or if, if they just want to go for coffee and just, just be moms, you know, get out for a minute. You know, I don't mind doing that. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's hard when you're going through it. And of course, it's going to be our life forever, you know. Um, when you lose, there's a saying that when you lose a spouse, you're a widow, right? When you lose a parent, you know, um, you've lost your parent, you're an orphan. But when you lose a child, there's no name for that, you know, and you have to live with that for the rest of your life, going through every milestone that your child would have been graduating high school, sweet, my daughter's sweet 16 is coming up in December. I have to go through that. She's not going to be here for it. But we celebrate her birthday every December with her friends and, and family. But just even when they're going through it with their child, just to, to enjoy every moment and, and don't stress, don't, don't get all worked up about things. It, it, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, you know, and then after your child's gone, don't, don't worry about mentioning their name, you know. Who cares what everybody else thinks? It's how you feel that's important. And a lot of people won't mention your kid's name because they're afraid that they're going to hurt you. But that is what everybody wants to hear. They want to know that their child is remembered. That's what's important. Thank you so much, Michaela, for blessing us with uh, all of your, uh, just your journey, your experience. Uh, and it, it seems like you are able to help others by sharing this. And I know you are, um, and you've already spread a lot of awareness just right now within this short time, um, as we didn't know much about DIPG. And I think that's really important. Um, and it's, it, it still seems like a lot needs to be done, you know, yeah. to kind of spread awareness about that. But thank you for taking those, those first steps, you know, on doing that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And um, Kaylin's, you know, memory will live on for sure through you guys and your foundation. Um, can you tell those tuning in, like, how can they find the, is there a website right now or besides the Facebook or can you let everybody? Yeah, know? you can, you can find us on www.kaylinstrongsfightlikeawarriorfoundation.org. Um, so it's it's yeah it's org not dot com. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we're on Facebook and and uh, Instagram. Um, awesome. Facebook is Kaylin Strong's DIPG, um, and then um, Instagram is Fight Like a Warrior. Right on. And yeah. I know that you guys held um, you know an event uh, last month. Yeah, last month. And yeah. is that going to be an annual thing? Yeah, so um, we held our second annual Kaylin Strong, uh, Kaylin's 5K Warrior Run. Um, actually, I have the t-shirt on. For oh, it. <laughs> nice. Um, 
it was virtual this year and last year because of COVID. We're hoping to make it um, in person and virtual next year. Um, I, I like to do it virtual too, because I have friends around the world that participate. You know, I have friends in Spain and Japan and Australia that participate. And so uh, virtual is still good. So I'm new to all of this. <laughs> so I still need to try to figure out how I'm going to do it in person. But well, trying to get it to like be a fun run, you know, not so structured, but fun for the families. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's great to see the support. Yeah, I know that you mentioned that you had um, even people on the outer islands, um, the neighbors yes. participate too. So that's really yeah. good to see that support. And thanks again so much for joining us on Mothership and sharing your experience and your journey and keeping uh, Kaylin's memory alive and her spirit. I could just actually feel it as you were telling us the story and seeing her bright light and her smile. Seeing her smile um, right there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's right there. Yeah, that's her right there. Beautiful. <laughs> Still going strong. All right. Yes. Thank you so much, Michaela, for joining us and everybody else out there. Like Michaela said, don't take anything for granted. You know, yes. in the present, make memories every day. That is such great words of wisdom. Thanks so much, Michaela. Thank you so much. Aloha. Take care. Aloha. Bye. Yes, we